Word with Paul Flaherty, a weekly show that focuses on mental health and well-being. Sundays on Lockray Community Radio, brought to you by Dignity Funeral Care, funeral directors caring for your peace of mind. Hello, you're very welcome along to today's episode of Mind the Head here on Lockray Community Radio with me, Paul Flaherty. This show is very kindly brought to you by Dignity Funeral Care, dignityfuneralcare.ie for more information. And Mind the Head is your weekly mental health and well-being show where I meet a variety of guests, some that are experts and sometimes by guests that have overcome adversity and achieved personal challenges. On this week's show, I'm joined by Anne-Marie Ward, and Anne-Marie is here today to share her personal story with me, which includes going back into third-level education, being elected to the Students' Union, and also a trip to India. Anne-Marie, hello to you. Hello, Paul. How are you today? Thank you. Um, congratulations. You're the new manager of the NCBI shop here in Lockray, and you're also a mother of four, and a member of the travelling community, a part-time student, an elected student union ethnic minorities officer for NUI Galway. You're in the middle of a four-year degree, and you're also involved in the community arts over in Athenry. Phew! Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot when you see it. <laughs> that is a lot. You've achieved so much there. Um, firstly, congratulations on your new role. Thank you, You're Paul. You're in the NCBI shop here in Lockray. Um, how long have you been in that role? Um, five weeks now, Paul. Congratulations. Yeah. How are you finding it? Um, I love it, actually. Yeah. It's great, you know, speaking to the community and I find it, it's a great way of um, linking in with the community here in Lockray yeah. as well. Just tell us a bit about what the NCBI shop and what it is they do. Okay, so um, NCBI stores are a vital part to the local community. It's a charity shop. And all funds raised in store goes directly to supporting people who are blind or vision impaired to live their life independently, offering practical and emotional support, technology advice and training, support with education, training and employment, as well as sports and leisure opportunities. NCBI champions sustainable fashion, so shopping in our stores helps save the planet by ensuring pre-loved items are reused and recycled, and all donations are welcome in our store in Lockray or any NCBI in Ireland. And whereabouts are you located there? Just for anyone that wants to know the, the, the address. We're um, Main Street, Main Street. in Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. So, like I kind of said in the start there, that you um, have gone back into third-level education. That's right, Paul, yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about kind of how that happened? Yeah, um, in 2013, I um, was fortunate enough to secure a place um, on the access course at NUI Galway. And I completed that access course and I secured a place, a full-time place in the College of Arts in um, in the university. However, due to a sudden family bereavement, um, I wasn't able to take up that space. So in 2019, then I had my youngest child, um, Ellen, and after I had Ellen, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And from I went to my GP and he uh, prescribed some medication. Then um, during that time, it was a very, very dark space to be in. And I developed um, like social anxiety. So I would say I'm a very outgoing person mm-hmm. and I'm well involved in my local community. Um, but I just could not put my head outside the door if if I needed something in the shop I would actually have to be speaking to myself for about 20 minutes trying to gather myself up the strength to put my head outside the door to actually go to the shop yeah so that that went on for a while and I was in a really really it was the worst place I was ever in it was it was just so dark you know what I mean yeah so I decided that the best way to overcome anything any postnatal depression was to do a course yeah so I went online and um, I checked up NUI Galway and they had a part-time course 
and it was community youth and family studies um, I would have checked that up around the first week in August and I started my degree then in September oh wow yeah and after a while then you know I, I kind of felt like once I started my d- degree and then I was doing my first module when I was focusing on my degree and then you know my kids and and that I started to come out of the dark hole that I was yeah. in and I was with the help of the medication as well do you know yeah. what I mean yeah um, it was the best des- decision of my life yeah. was to go back into um, education yeah. oh, don't get me wrong Paul it is it is tough at times you know yeah. when you're trying to juggle everything else when you have four children and life happens yeah. and you know but I, I'm doing this for the sake of my children do you know what I mean yeah. I really want my children to know that no matter what age you are you can always go back into third level education yeah you know just to kind of give you a statistic though Anne-Marie because in the 2016 census it said that 1% of travellers go on to third level education That's which great. is like really really obviously low yeah. I mean do you know um, d- just to ask you why do you think that is um, you see a lot of traveller people hasn't got no education because if you go back to years ago, like traveller people didn't go to school. If they did go to school, they weren't integrated. Like some of them was given crayons and a colouring book and left at the back of the class. Mm-hmm. So and then there's a multitude, there's a multitude of reasons why traveller people hasn't gone on to third level education, to be honest. But at NUI Galway, we are very fortunate, like um, for the Connacht, like NUI Galway has the highest amount of traveller people attending their university. You know what I mean? So yeah. we have like people coming in through the access course. We have um, a number of us doing our degree. Yeah. For anyone kind of maybe listening wouldn't be sure what the access course kind of is or what that involves, maybe just give, give us a brief outline of what, yeah. that, what that is. So the access course is like a foundation course. Um, so for people who hasn't um, done their leave insert, uh, you know, didn't go on to secondary school yeah. um, or early school leavers. So what that does is kind of gives their foundation of getting re- getting your, getting you prepared for to take up your role in your 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 yeah. place in your degree. So they do a range of um, there's a range of um, courses or studies that you do in it. So one would be academic writing. So for people like myself, I had never written anything. You know yeah. what I mean academically like so, an essay or, like an essay yeah, and or an like assignment that. yeah so the first assi- the first assignment that I did for them was to write down exactly how you would make a cup of tea to start oh, how to okay. make a cup of tea you right. know what I mean I remember that Jeannie yeah. if he went through that <laughs> you know it was like oh yeah we'll do put the water in the kettle make the you know put yeah, the tea bag whatever yeah. and then they assessed you from there but by the end of that year when doing the access course you know you got to read a book and give a book review on it yeah I learned so much in it and like yeah. uh, philosophy I enjoyed the philosophy you know they give you a taster of each module yeah. we'd say so I did philosophy I found that very interesting yeah because it opened really opened your mind there was never no right or wrong answer to it yeah so I just I took from that like everybody's opinions matters yeah do you know what I mean can you remember your first day going to college? Can remember what, how did that feel? It was nerve wracking, to be yeah. honest. Do you know what I mean? Like I had good. Um, I'm very fortunate because I have very good support. Yeah. In, in place, and my mother came to look after my kids, and yeah. I went. I was living 
I, I got the bus in and I had a black bag, school bag, and I remember going in and I was so nervous, like, because I didn't know if I was going to, I didn't know if I was going to feel it, like, if I was going yeah. to feel part of the university or the yeah. college life, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because this was so alienated from my life, because yeah. I was like a mother going from my kitchen, looking after my children, Yeah, you know what I mean? To actually stepping into a university's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I have to say, the supports that they have available for everybody, everybody across the board in the university is ne- is just amazing. And the Access Centre in NUI Galway is just brilliant because yeah. they're really tuned in. And when, when I joined the Access course, they had like um, a mature students um, society mm-hmm. and I joined in with that and through that then they did uh, fundraising for that time it was for um, an orphanage out in Romania. So I was part of that fundraising. You know, I, I helped out as good yeah. as I could along with everybody else. But it just really opened your eyes and I, I developed really good. I formed very good relationships with some of the staff at NUI Galway through the Access Centre and with the other students as well. There's so always definitely a big eye opener, like yeah, you know, brilliant. Mm. You kind of then because you, I said there you're in the middle of your four year degree, yeah. and what's your degree in? My degree is community youth and family studies. Okay. So it's fits. Uh, I feel like I, I fit right into the middle of it. To be honest, you yeah. know what I mean. Before I started um, my degree, because I am involved in the local community, yeah. we'd say yeah. I was doing things without understanding, naturally doing mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. but actually doing my, my uh, degree and reading through the course modules, I could say, oh yeah, I know now why I was doing that. I understand why this, you know what I mean, why you do yeah. certain things. So it's just like, it's the best course I ever did in my life because I feel like I've benefited greatly from it. Yeah. And I feel like in my new role in NCBI Ireland and Lockray, I feel like that I'm bringing all those to the fore and yeah. now I'm a bit more understanding of what's going on like yeah you know um, you're also an elected member of the students union yes um, tell us <laughs> you're smiling <laughs> there <laughs> yeah I was the first member of the traveller community to ever be elected to the student union in Nenuai Galway and um, that's incredible I know yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's an, it has been an experience of a lifetime um, linking in with the students' union and an understanding about policy making and yeah. how decisions are being made and what voices is being heard and yeah. how you can actually reach out and help people from different backgrounds as well. Yeah. So through my role in this year in um, the students' union, I linked in well with the Minkers Witten Society, and we. Um, so tell us a little bit about what what they do, what that society yeah. is. So the Minkers Witten Society is the first ever. Traveller Student Society in any university in Ireland. And it's here in Galway? It's in the university in NUI Galway, yeah. yes. And um, they have recently won both local and national best award for cultural and society awards. So we I, we linked in with those, the Student Union linked in with the Minkers Witten Society and they have um, at the back of the cathedral in Galway they placed um, they planted a tree for mental health around traveller people and they placed a plaque as well so it's like it's a tree of hope it's a tree of life mm-hmm. um, 
And where where the tree is, it's ideally situated. It's between Nuns Island and um, the cathedrals. You know, the little stream okay, there. Okay, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, because the Traveller people has the highest suicide rate in Ireland. Have they? Yeah. Like, yeah. One in, like one in every six men could commit suicide. And one in Whoa. every five women. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, so it's not good. Yeah. But it's good to it's good to that we have people out speaking about it and recognizing, yeah. you know, and we just hope that anyone passes. Our attitudes changing there as well in terms of like mental health and opening up about. Yeah, well, I feel that um, I feel a lot more people are speaking about it now. Yeah, and there's a lot more supports in place. Like we have, um, we have um, a counselling service run by tra- the members of the travelling community, and I feel that the traveller organisations is is up to date with um, around mental health and linking in, giving training to yeah. um, the health services and doctors and you know what I mean? Yeah. In relation to those issues around mental health because it is very sad and it's just, if I just, if people has mental health issues, they should reach out to somebody and to speak to them because it's not a nice place to be mm. but there is help there like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. We kind of spoke about there at the start of the show about your trip to India. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard much about this. I'm really looking forward to hearing about how this came about and the experiences you, you yeah. had over there. Um, so please so, take yeah, it away. Yeah. <laughs> so um, um, I'd say it's about five or six years ago now I went to um, India. I was fortunate enough um, I got to go to India. And when I went to India, I um, visited some of the temples. It was the most humbling experience of my life, mm-hmm. you know, um, to see how hard the women worked, you know, and the people and they had nothing, but there was, there were, everyone was smiling. And when they came to worship their God, you know, or their mm-hmm. temple, like they brought flowers and their, and offerings to their God was the best. I have to say, when I came home from it, it was the most humbling experience I ever had in my life because you know, I kind of really brought home that we have a lot to be thankful mm-hmm. for. And like, we have a roof over our head. Like some of those people in India was living in cardboard boxes, mm-hmm. like on the side of the road, you know what I mean? And like, no matter how bad we think, we think have things is, I know it was just, it was just. Did you know much about India before you went over? No. So it was a total kind this, of, it was yeah, a total like learning like, experience for total you. Total yeah. learning experience for me. I knew nothing. I didn't know anything about India at all. Like, yeah, I just wanted to go because the reason I wanted to go was I wanted to um, try and find a bit of peace of mind. Okay. In myself. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to experience. Do you mind me asking why did you choose India? Because when I read up about it, it is a place for um, a lot of people had written about it, how they went out for mindfulness and okay. meditation and yeah. and that. So well, that's the reason why I decided I wanted to go there. Like I could have went to I could have went to Spain, like, mm. or I I could have went to America. Mm-hmm. But like that'd be like the same thing as going to Dublin. Like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's not what I wanted. I wanted uh, to kind of go on a bit of a spiritual journey, mm. and that's exactly what I got I really I feel like I feel like I really brought home the things that I had brought home to me the things that I have in my life and Mm. that I'm very thankful for do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and how it also showed me I suppose the best thing I took from it was 
I was so surprised and I was so taken back by their fate, by the people's fate. You know, I, I was so honoured to watch watch these people coming to their gods, you know, their lords and their, their gods and that, and their saints is what I would say, but, you know, and their offering and the way they prayed to be part of that. I, I was just so lucky, like, mm. you know what I mean? Now, their food was, well, I didn't get no bacon and cabbage, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But their food was... Um, you got food for the brain instead. Oh, that's yeah, definitely... And food for the soul. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was definitely... Like, I, I was in the Ganges, went to the Ganges. Like, I never thought I'd ever experience mm. anything like that, you know? Mm. I went to the Ganges and I was in the Himalayas. And that was Whoa. just... Being in the Himalayas was... Uh, you know, when I close my eyes here, I can... I can. You can see it. I can, I can still get that feeling when I was there. That was yeah. just the highlight of the whole lot was yeah. the Himalayas. And can I ask you why? Why was that the highlight? I... I like, it was that feeling of... Being so lighthearted yeah. and being true to myself, I was really, I really did feel very connected yeah. to Mother Earth, like when yeah. I was there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And truly connected to myself. And I was so happy standing there in the Himalayas because I could not believe, like, like anyone can go to India. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like, I was the mother of three children at that time, mm-hmm. and actually to be so fortunate to be standing in the middle of Himalay in the Himalayas. You know, I'm feeling so good, like the way I felt mm. was just, and you know, I would love to experience that feeling again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was just amazing. I know you practice meditation, don't you? Yes. When you're doing your meditation, do you kind of go back to that place? Yes. Yeah. Um, when I practice my meditation, I go back to that, that specific spot. And yeah. that, that, that specific time was the yeah. Himalayas was the spot for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it was like... I felt so free, do you know what I mean, Paul? Yeah. I felt so light. Yeah. I didn't have no 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 worries or yeah. nothing. I was just true to myself. Yeah. And when I do my meditation, I that's that's what I that's what I visualize. Yeah. Is that that's precise moment because that was the highlight of my that is the highlight of my life, like to be honest. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If I go back to that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just and I'm it's it's It'd be great if everybody could experience yeah. it, you know, but I'm yeah. sure other people has experienced things like this. Yeah. Moments and that yeah. feeling yeah. and captured it. Do you know what I mean? But for me, it was that moment that I capture and that I hold near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Because when I'm having a bad day, I'd have to close my eyes and think about yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? Because I was going to ask you, did you find peace? And obviously you have, you found yeah. peace from that. Yeah. yeah. Like um, through my meditation and, and through my prayers, like... Mm. Um, Are you a religious person? I am a religious. Yeah. I would well. I I, I say my prayers like mm. you know what I mean. I would say that I would have good faith mm-hmm. and um, I am, and I believe for myself personally. I, I for me, it's very important that I believe and have faith in something because I feel that if I didn't have faith, oh, what would be the point? Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? And you need to have for myself personally. I need to have a bit of faith. Because every day when you open your front door, you don't know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. And and I feel that it's very important to smile and be kind, nice and kind to somebody. And an old saying my father used to have was, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Just keep walking. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But 
I feel that everybody's here for a reason and I feel that if you can help somebody, just do it. Yeah. Do you know, without expecting anything in return, like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We want to touch upon the community arts because you're involved in that as well. Um, yes. uh, tell us a bit about that because that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I'm involved in uh, Clinder and Athen Rice. So, um, Clinder was formed, it's a space for um, youths to come and they do it on a voluntary basis while the organisation, well it's not an organisation, it's a voluntary organisation mm-hmm. I suppose would be the word for it, that's done on a voluntary basis as well. So a number of adults comes together and we may have an idea and then the youths comes in, we do some stilt walking and we have done some drumming. Mm-hmm. We um, uh, perform street, street performances as well. So this weekend, we have uh, Fidget Feet is coming to Athenry on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Glinda is part of that as well. So it's Saturday at five, I think, and Sunday two and five. There's going to be on Athenry. And it's just, once again, that's very rewarding because when the adults comes together, it's a creative space. So somebody will come up with an idea and everybody feeds into it. Mm-hmm. Somebody may know how to stitch you know, we have mm-hmm. a lovely lady, uh, May Vio, and um, she she does the, um, the costumes and that for us. And then we have Meg is our um, coach for stilt walking. Then we have Maura Daly. She's the brains behind the whole lot. Like she's she's very good as well. And um, we have Elaine makes the lanterns with Catherine in um, Athenry Music School. There's too many people to mention. Yeah, but yeah. everybody brings something to yeah. it. But and it's very good when it, when the idea becomes reality. But then when the youths come and do their performance and at the end of that performance is to see their faces, you know, and the mm. beaming, they're beaming with happiness. And um, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. And I'm so blessed and I'm so fortunate that I'm part of that as well. You sound so passionate. Like when you talk about that, I can see the passion just oozing out of you. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I'm like my children is involved in that as well. Yeah. So in Connacht and maybe the whole of Ireland, my two daughters would be the only traveller girls that stilt walks. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so in uh, February just gone, they were um, stilt walking in NUI Galway, yeah. which I was so honoured that my two daughters could, yeah. you know, could do this. Yeah. Yeah. And the president of Ireland, Michael De Higgins, was there as well. Oh, you know, it yeah. was it was a really brilliant day. And yeah. they were dressed like the old traveller women style, yeah. you know, and they had the beady pockets. Yeah. And the whole lot, yeah. And um, oh. Mae Vio made all those costumes for us as well. Like she did a brilliant job, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. I kind of wanted to ask you kind of what was one of your most proudest moments to date? Like maybe you've already told me that already. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> maybe there's more. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I suppose, I suppose like, I suppose my children really would be the core of my, the core of my foundation is my family and my children, to tell yeah. you the truth, um, Paul, because if I didn't have my family support and my children in my life, what would be the point like do you know mm. what I mean that's the way I feel you know and everything that I do like going back into third level education securing my my new role here in, in um, NCPI in Lockray being up here speaking to yourself Paul all the things that I do I'm even even part of the students union it's to show my children that everything and anything is possible when you put in the bit of work mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and really, like, I'm just so thankful for everything. And I feel like every day, 
is a school day mm. because every day we learn something new mm. and once you're open to it you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you know because some things I say could be wrong mm. but you know and I'm I'm just open to everything and to listen to everybody because everybody's entitled to their opinion mm-hmm. everybody's entitled to their place in society and within the community mm-hmm. and I suppose really that's it as well okay we want to give one kind of final shout out. You're looking for volunteers in the NCBI. Yes. So. Um, we're looking for volunteers in NCBI um, Lockray and any NCBI store in um, Ireland. It's a great place for people to come. And through the volunteering, Paul, um, you know, people can go out on the floor. They'll be speaking to other people. It's a great way to build your, um, your confidence. Mm-hmm. It's um, a great way to meet new friends, to learn new skills. And most importantly, those that um, volunteer with NCBI Ireland is doing so for an excellent charity. Mm-hmm. Great. Anne-Marie, um, thank you so much for coming in to see me today. I really enjoyed speaking to you. And best of luck with your studies. Thank you. Best of luck with the um, the NCBI job and best of luck with your work with the arts as well. That's great, Paul. Thank you very much for everything. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Thanks, Anne-Marie. I want to give a quick mention to some helplines, um, hse.ie forward slash mental health, the samaritans.ie, and they can be contacted on 116-123-24 hours a day, and then Pieta House 1800-247-247 or pieta.ie for more information. That's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening along, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Mind the Head with Paul Flaherty, a weekly show that focuses on mental health and well-being. Sundays on Lockray Community Radio, brought to you by Dignity Funeral Care, funeral directors caring for your peace of mind.